Welcome to Getting Work to Work, a weekly podcast exploring the creative and curious world of work through monologues and conversations with creative entrepreneurs, storytellers, and change makers. I love those moments when you give up on something, and in explaining why you gave up, you come up with the spark of an idea allowing the creative process to begin. I had given up on a second monologue this week. I wanted to focus on preparing for the first film shoot of Getting Work to Work the series and writing a newsletter about creative relationships. I started writing the first sentence explaining why there was only one monologue when the idea struck. How do you reanimate dead dreams? I myself am a collector of dead dreams and don't think I'm alone. Some have been gone a long time and I don't see them returning from the dead. Rockstar anyone? But what about the dreams that merely need a bolt of lightning to live again? Show notes and links to all the good stuff mentioned in this episode can be found at gwtw.co slash 653. Let's be honest with ourselves today. There are more projects in our minds that we want to chase after than we give ourselves credit for. We're so fearful of running out of ideas, so instead of fully bringing them to life, we give a half-assed attempt, chase the shiny objects of our attention that are easy and temporary, and let our real dreams die, a slow death, until something in our minds start to smell. I have always enjoyed horror films and stories of mad scientists bringing monsters to life with electricity or chemistry. And there was something about the tenacity and boldness to dream that big and make it happen. As creatives, we are the mad scientist and we have at our disposal an infinite means of generating electricity for our work. But we forget this. I forget. Instead, I pick new dreams that are safe and comfortable, able to be accomplished in a 44-year-old body and mind. Is there any wonder why I stay awake at night longing for the dreams of my youth? They were scary, impossible, and damn it, really exciting to consider the possibility of what might be. When considering what it takes to reanimate dead dreams, it first starts with identifying a dead dream. One that you not only cared about once in your life, but one that you haven't been able to let go of. What is it? Hold it in your mind. For me, the project in the back of my mind has always been about making a short documentary series in the vein of getting work to work. That's the project I'm holding in my mind today. So in this episode of Getting Work to Work, I'm going to share three shocks to your system for reanimating your dead dreams. Reanimator shock number one. Imagine the dream coming to life, not the failed attempts that sent it to its grave. The older we get, the harder it is to not allow our history of failure to define our future endeavors. I'm working on a project right now that provides training for electronics manufacturing. The certification and training is developed based upon a history of failure data. And that phrase, more than anything else in that entire project, has stuck with me. Because that's how I work. That's how we all work. But we need a new shock to the system. 
A history of failure data is important. It's necessary for growth. But so is a history of success data. However, more importantly is the boldness to throw away the concepts of success and failure and instead simply imagine the project existing and people interacting with it, watching it, listening to it, looking at it. Don't worry about the metrics of whether people like it or hate it. Just see it for what it is. Now ask yourself, how do you feel? When I do this for my own dead dreams, something happens. My pulse quickens. I feel the urge to step away from the known into the unknown. As you think about the dream you're holding on to in your mind, what's going on inside? Reanimator shock number two. Throw away the list of dead dreams. Let your heart, mind, and spirit surface what is calling from beyond the grave. It's hard to listen to anyone, anything, even ourselves. Oftentimes, there's so much going on in and around us that there's no chance that we're going to hear anything. And that is why learning to listen to ourselves is crucial in reanimating our dead dreams. When we make a list of everything we haven't done, we create a historical document that serves as proof. We suck. When you throw that list away, it's like getting rid of your wooby, your comfort blanket, yes, but it's also the first step in creating space for allowing you to hear what needs to come to life. And that's where listening comes into play. I'm not talking about listening to others about what you should do or not do, but learning to listen from the deep recesses of your heart, mind, and spirit, to hear the subtle shift in energy when an old idea racks into focus. We know more than we will ever give ourselves credit for. It doesn't always make sense. No, it often never makes sense. And that's why learning to listen is so valuable. But the question I keep coming back to is how? How do we listen? Perhaps it's through meditation, or writing morning pages, or just sitting in silence. Whatever the solution for you is, it's turning down the volume of the world so that you can hear those whispers deep within, until eventually they do become shouts like a gust of wind. As you sit with your dead dream in mind, what do you hear as your heart, mind, and spirit converse about that project? Capture those words, those images you hear, because that energy is much different than the list of dead dreams. Reanimator shock number three. Your legacy only lives on in the minds of others, not in the safety of comfort of yours. So get busy bringing these dreams to life. My birthday was last month, and naturally I'm thinking about death. As the cliche goes, I'm not getting any younger here. I'm hopefully somewhere in the middle between life and death, but the truth is that I'm probably closer to death. And that's what makes this shock even more potent. When you can see death on the horizon, you approach your work and your life much differently. My legacy is only established from the work I do, its connection to others, and my relationships. That's about it. 
And people can't connect to your dead dreams if they're only stuck in your mind. They can only interact with what you bring into existence. Additionally, people can't relate with you or even talk to you if you never spend time with them. So the question that I have for you is this. How will your dead dream bring you closer to others? Now that is a question of questions to ponder. I've got to admit, this episode was a little darker than I anticipated when the idea hit me. And I guess reading James Patterson crime novels before going to sleep has impacted me more than I realized. But the main thought I have at the close of this episode is this. It does not take much energy to reanimate a dead dream. While I shared three shockers, there is one thing that is a main component of each, and that is intention. It does no one, yourself or others, any ounce of good for you to not bring your dreams to life. Sure, you can make all the excuses in the world. I mean, I have. It's been done before. No one cares. Why should anyone listen to me? You get the idea. But this is the work. This is your job. Our job is to imagine and create from the depths of our being, our connection to the world, to purposefully and boldly do something, especially when we care about bringing it to life. So what are you going to do? Until next time, may creativity and curiosity fuel your life.